1: years Happy Hour. we recorded this Wednesday, 5 p.m. Andy lou has got a double hazy in hand. No, wait, that's me. Um, I, I don't know what Andy has, to be honest. We're officially you don't in want the offseason. I, I, like, I feel like NBA, so there's, there's the finals, which the Warriors won. And then the NBA season doesn't really end because you go immediately into the draft, free agency, and summer league. I feel like this is officially the off season. Once Summer League ends and the main moves are made, we're kind of in a dead period until mid-September. This is officially your and my offseason. Um, so for it, we're going to be doing, we'll probably be doing one of these Spotify Lives a week and maybe one other pod a week uh, for the next six weeks or so until we get action. Obviously, if there's ever breaking news, we will go live or put something out. But odds are most days are going to be, uh, not very Warriors content focused. So I just want to call that out before we start here. With that said, friend of the show, Tony Slater and Marcus Thompson, gave us a nice little thing to talk about today. I was going to say, I was thinking of ideas. Sam, you as the showrunner that comes up with a great agenda every time. I was like, oh, no, man, I feel kind of bad for you. And then, boom, now we have something to talk about for the next 365 days. This is the beginning, right, Samuel, of probably the most stressful offseason for the Warriors since 2019, when we all knew that Katie was going to leave. I would say this is becoming something like that, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I, I think you and I have both heard about some of this stuff for a while. It also, it doesn't take a genius to see... What's coming up? Jordan Poole has an extension. Draymond Green is contract eligible. Andrew Wiggins has to renegotiate. At some point, the young players are going to have to start playing more. They all have career ambitions to break through the way Jordan Poole did. The whole two timelines thing, whether you love it, whether you hate it, it's going to come to a head in some way because Jonathan Kuminga, James Wiseman, those guys aren't signing up to you know, not play in the playoffs. They want to progress as players in their career. And then guys like Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, they're firmly entering their primes. They also have ambitions. This is this is just uh, this is what I would call a good problem. The Warriors went from having no depth to all of a sudden having a lot of motivated players. But anyway, you slice it, they're going to have to come to a head. And next summer seems like the first time the contracts really come into play. I, I do want to kind of preface it by saying everybody does deserve the extension that they just that they are trying to get. Yeah. Um, that's the first thing I want to know. I, I think so. Let's go down the list before we get into the nitty degree of each one. For me, Jordan Poole definitely does because he's, yeah. he's had some, right. He's had he's the guy that probably well, is the best oh, offensive player. Yep. Let's but, let's back this up real quick because okay. I I hate doing the deserve or worth conversation because all these guys are gonna end up well paid and end of the story like what matters is in context of versus their peers right like jordan pool saw jalen brunson get 107 <laughs> 100 108 million and right. anthony simons get 100 million he and i would is, say he's as, better i would say he's better i think he's yeah at worst he's even to those guys so the market set you know he's looking at those guys get four years 25 to 27 a, a million a year that's what it's going to cost to resign him. That's his market value, you know? Like, there's no other way around it. Andrew Wiggins just played, like, the second-best Warrior in the finals. Wings, who play two ways, two who can way. do some of the things he can, yep. get a lot of money. <laughs> they get a lot of money. So, like, a lot of this has to do with, like, they're going to get paid. It's a question of how the Warriors can kind of afford to keep them all on some level. Uh I'm with you, and I. And I. I, What I guess what I'm trying to say is, I I don't think it's unfair for all of them to believe that they should be getting paid the numbers that I think they want to get paid. Too, which is you know, MT and Slater, right? About most of those guys just want the most amount of money that they can get. The only guy that I think probably maybe will take less is is maybe Wiggins, but it's like it's not a real pay cut. Like he's still going to get paid a shit ton of money, right? Um. So uh, the question, and then the other, and then the other point here too is, I think. Joe Lacob is doing a very smart job of framing it in a way that they only get to choose three out of four people or maybe two out of four people. When in actuality, technically, they can pay all four, right? They can actually pay all four. Now, he's framing it in a way that – Hey, just straight up, it's, he, he did it ready this offseason. I think it's very smart of him to do it. Obviously, I don't think it's smart of the franchise because I want them all, I want them to keep everyone. But I think he's doing a good job of setting expectations early and saying, look, this is the hard line. We're not going over it. Someone might be gone, right? Instead of, instead of kind of having the conversation where it's, you know, they could just pay everyone. The team makes a lot of money. So that's the only other thing I wanted to point out. Uh, I don't necessarily think so. You're, 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 Right? You're gonna make me defend. You're gonna make me defend Uncle Joe here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm. De- I am do not know if I'm cut out. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like, technically, it is possible for me to pay everyone. Like, it's so, not so, an either two, or. Two two separate questions. Um, like, the, do they have? Like, does the CBA allow them to? Absolutely, right. the CBA allows them to keep all of them. Yeah. Do they have enough cash to go five hundred million into the tax? That I'm not so sure about because they're still paying off a lot of things. And sure. the the point I keep the point I will always make is as long as they have the highest tax bill in the league and the highest payroll, I'm not going to complain about total sure. spend. I'm going to sure. complain maybe about how they spend it though. I'm going to complain, you know, if you let a good player walk because you really want to keep someone who's not performing as well. Then that's the conversation. But like for me. Not spending. Maybe this is the Oakland A's fan in me. I'm not gonna go there in terms of it with the Warriors, just because I've seen what not spending actually looks like. Um, yeah. Uh, you you were gonna say? No, keep keep going. Keep going, Sam. I'm gonna I'm gonna change up my rooms real quick so I sound better. Keep going. Okay, so I want to get to the nitty gritty of what Marcus and uh, Slater wrote about the comment, which. Had my Twitter mentions look like a war zone all day. Draymond Green, according to sources, wants and believes he deserves a max contract extension from the Warriors. Mm. First, mm. So, classic So I want to put some framing on this, okay? One, right now, Draymond gets about 24, 25. Steph gets about 48, um, to put it into context. Probably. I mean, Steph, LeBron, and I don't know, maybe just those two. There's not really a number you can put on them that's like actually fair for the value they bring to your franchise. But anyway, putting that yep. aside, um, when they say max extension, they mean max allowable early extension, which for him would be $31 million a year. Now the reality is the max for a player of his service, if he waited out till free agency, is like more like forty-five million a year. Again, I'm not saying if he hits free agency, there's going to be a team lining up to give him forty-five a year. I'm just saying what the numbers are. Yep. Um, So Draymond essentially wants to be extended at the maximum amount relative to what he's making right now, and I think that caught people off guard. That he wanted that number, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you and what you think, Andy here, because um, that yeah. number puts him somewhere around the 40th or 50th highest paid player in the NBA. <laughs> but it's not like like uh, what, what we're getting at is these numbers are really high, dude. These are really <laughs> really high. Sorry, 35th. My bad. I over exaggerated. That's what yeah, we're yeah, yeah. talking first off i think he's better than the 35th best player in the nba um i i also think that the framing like i was saying with joe Lacob, it's the framing of the word mass extension right that kind of gets you thinking it's a lot more than it probably actually is like you said which probably only technically ends up to 35 million uh i also think that uh draymond <laughs> Uh, is in a situation where he's still got two years. He's not opting out if he's not getting that contract extension. And and anybody who's been here has been in some type of negotiation ever. At any point in their lives, you never ask for what you actually want. You always anchor as high as possible. And if you're Draymond, why would you ever say anything other, right now, two years away, right now, other than saying, I want as much money as possible? Why would he do anything else? So all that being said, I think this is completely normal. Um, I think the funny part of it is, though, I think Warriors fans maybe did expect some people to take some pay cuts. We just don't know who it's going to come from. Right. And it's, they might. And they might. Yeah, At and the they end still of the might. Year. And they still might. Correct. But maybe you were you would think that it would come from Draymond, the guy who's kind of the loudest in the room. And maybe it's kind of the flaws were the most obvious in the postseason because it's not like Clay had a great postseason. He has some flaws, too. Uh, Jordan Poole obviously has flaws, and then Angel Wiggins was, was extremely good. But I think the most obvious one was Draymond, and I think that's the one where people are like, dude, you want a fucking max extension when you were the guy? But then on the other hand, Sam, you and I sit here and you're like, dude, the, the guy that you probably can't replace out of the, those four dudes, probably Draymond. And that's what's confusing about it because you are correct. He looked – both him and Clay. Looked like they were old at various points in the playoffs. At various different points in the playoffs, we we're both like, is it the is it time? Is it the Are they starting? You know, you know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. But Draymond, because of the nature of the way he plays, it's always more pronounced. When Clay plays poorly, he's missing shots, but he still looks like Klay Thompson shooting those shots. When Draymond's playing poorly, he looks like a 6'6 old guy trying to guard young 20 something 610 dudes it looks worse um i want to throw this out there but you are correct he's the only one who plays a big man position and they don't have an alternative to replace him if you think wiseman's the alternative maybe we didn't play last year we don't know how far away he is from being able to actually anchor a defense if he ever gets there looney love him there's a big difference between Looney playing 20 minutes a game and then, you know, every now and, and then having a super yep. game and playing yep. 40 minutes a game and having to anchor the entire team. Thank um, you. So yep. the, it's just – it's one of those process of elimination things where he knows they don't have an interior defensive presence alternative on the roster right now. So until they do, he's got a little bit of leverage on the flip side, you are correct. I agree with you. He's trying to get ahead of it because he's gonna have the hardest time on the open market getting a big contract. Uh, Jordan Poole's not gonna have any issue getting paid. There's always gonna be there's there's probably eight teams out there who are looking at him, being like, you know, we could probably steal him in restricted free agency, and he could be our lead guard to go with like whatever little, you know, like particularly rebuilding teams because they'll look at him as a 23 year old, and be like. He's got eight, ten maybe, years. He, maybe the Knicks will our, get
2: him. Maybe
1: pull Knicks. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's my, that's my point. Whereas, right. like, Draymond really only has value to teams who want to win right now. And most of those teams don't have cap space to offer him over 20, maybe even over the mid-level. So he's trying to get the Warriors, in my opinion, the way I'm reading it, he's trying to get the Warriors to extend him at a number of he wants – because he knows if he hits the open market, it's going to be like the Celtics offer him the full mid-level. Yep. The, uh, yep. it, it's going to be a – it, it's going to be rough because I don't know how much value he has to rebuilding teams with a lot of cap space. I, I completely agree, and I think Draymond knows that. There's no way he doesn't know that. But he does have one point, one leverage point, because you talked about that earlier. You don't mention it, and, and MT talks about it. Dude, Steph's not letting him go anywhere.
2: Like he is a valuable ally. He
1: is a very <laughs> valuable ally. Uh, that's that's the one where Draymond knows that Steph loves him. They love each other. I mean, Steph's not letting Clay and Draymond go uh, anywhere. And I think that's the one where Draymond's going to play that that negotiating point because he understands that Steph has all the power. All. It's not Draymond that has the power. It's Steph. So uh, I, I think there's going to be like a give and take. I think Steph's probably going to try to talk him into saying like, dude you know, 30 plus millions, kind of insane. Like maybe take a couple back here and we can re-sign Clay a year from now. Or, or maybe this means that we can keep Wiggins at this number, right? And, and on the other side, you know, Steph's going to have to kind of be the middleman for, for, for Bob and Joe a little bit there. But I, I do think that that's the point where maybe Joe wants to sit there and say, dude, what are we doing? Like, we're, we don't want to pay this guy and Steph's just not going to allow it to happen. And I think <laughs> Trayvon probably wins that, right? It, it feels like it's going to go down there. Uh, a year from now. Yeah, I mean, currently, like I said, currently Draymond's the 49th highest-paid player in the NBA, or he is entering next year at 25.8. Oh. Um, he makes basically the exact same amount. Oh, he makes a little less, but the 48th highest-paid player is Al Horford, for, for reference. A, a similar player. Um, little better on offense than Draymond for sure. Hey, uh, we were a little surprised, by the way. Draymond four for one hundred when he first signed that. I was a little surprised. I thought he yeah. Uh, it's the problem with Draymond is he's such a unique player. Like you yeah. can't plug him into every team, and like it, it makes sense. You have to have right. a team with shooting and with a couple lead options who need who need like basically the glue guy who makes everyone better. Around him, right? Like that's his thing. And then the other thing working against Draymond, which we haven't called out here, is he did miss half the year with a pretty serious back issue. I mean, that's not you talk about. You talk about getting to do another four years with that back problem. I mean, Mike Trout's career looks like it's about to end with back issue. Obviously, not the same thing. Like those things are just not something to mess with. Um, Yeah, and and it's and and it's another one of those things where it's like whether it doesn't matter how tough he is he is the size he is and other GMs are always going to be like, I don't know, man, six, six, big man. How's that aging at 36? How's that aging at thirty? I actually think the way the league's heading benefits him, but it's still going to be something teams say, you know, it's like, I'm looking at this list and it's like Jaron Jackson, Nikola Okic, you know, like, it's like, is he really going to be able to like bang with those type of guys for three, four more years? So all that stuff kind of hurts his market. If I was if I was to be a betting man, I would guess if the Warriors offered him something in the range of what he's currently making, like just tack years on, sure. I think he would sign it immediately. I don't yeah. I don't I don't know that, you know, because like the floated number was a four-year vet um, max on top of it, which right. is basically which starts at 30 and escalates to 36. It averages to about like 33, 34 a year for him. I don't think he thinks he's getting that. I think he just wants to keep himself in the same pay range as he is because he doesn't want to go to free agency and get stuck taking a P.J. Tucker deal where it's like the only teams who want to mm, good, good teams. And, and they're like, you know, because P.J. Tucker is an excellent that's a great player crop. for good for good players. P.J. Tucker is right. also signed for $9 million. The last like four years. Well, PJ Tucker also got also swindled Philly on a player option three years, so he's forty. But beside the point because he's going to be forty. I, I get yeah, What you saying about a, that they, super? Bowl they play, basically yeah. gave him an extra year because they didn't have the cap space <laughs> to get him up to like I don't know fourteen right. or something fifteen of right. what he wants. So I think I think Draymond's probably fighting for that. And if I was the Warriors, I think the Warriors are betting against him being like we don't think you can get fifteen in free agency. I agree. You know, I, I and
3: agree. they're like
1: and they're like if we offer you fifteen, you should be happy. And that's kind of that's kind of the song I, and dance. You could also, I think, bring up the Andre Godala. I saw a lot of people on Twitter bring this up, and I, and I think it was great. Because Andre, he, he, the Warriors didn't want to pay him what he paid him. And they said, hey, go, go get a contract that we're going to have to match. And he went and <laughs> used the Kings, because the Kings are the Kings. Uh, and he used the Kings to, to get that third-year contract at, I think, 16 per. And went back to Bob and was like, yo match this right and that's what the warriors did um you know and maybe draymond does the same thing i mean rich paul clutch if not one of the best the best uh negotiators out there agents out there he maybe could do something maybe they go to maybe they go to portland dame loves them uh maybe they go to sacramento and and get a hundred and whatever million dollars and and then bob is going to be forced to match them because steph is in his ear right uh, but I'm with you. I, I don't think he goes anywhere. So maybe let's kept the Draymond talk with this. I don't think he goes anywhere. What do you What do you What do you think ends up with uh, with Draymond? I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. But I think this. I'm not convinced that they're going to come to an agreement this off season. Yeah. Which is what he wants. Yeah. He wants it in place so that he doesn't have to worry about it all year. You know, sounds good to me too. Like that. I also want that with my life. Um. I don't think it's going to happen and then I am very curious to see to see how this whole thing plays out because it's not just him, you know. There's Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole by the way. He has every right to want this because he's he sacrificed the most having to come off the bench. He's a starter in the NBA, you know, and he's young, you know. Like young players want to prove themselves and he had to sacrifice for the betterment of the team and he did it and he didn't really complain. He kind of went along with the flow and it worked out and they won a title. But unlike all these other guys, Jordan Poole hasn't made generational wealth. He hasn't got the big contract. Draymond Clay, Steph Wiggins have all signed massive contracts in the past. You know, they're already set and this is just the competitive nature going forward. Poole hasn't yet. Poole's been on a um, late first round pick contract. So he's the one who I think. There might be the most contention. Potentially, I I think, but then again, if the Warriors actually, were to, were to offer him Brunson's contract, does he even sign it right now, or does he I, does he gamble the free agency? I I actually disagree about the 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 contention between the numbers. I I think nobody's going to ask Jordan Poole to take a pay cut. I think it'd be extremely disrespectful for all the reasons that you mentioned for for anyone to ask him to take a pay cut. Um, I, I think the question is will the Warriors be – will it – will they have to choose between a couple players? Because I I think it ends up being them having to choose between uh, Jordan Poole and and Andrew Wiggins. And if if this is all true, if Joe Lacob claims that he's not going to spend this amount. um, And I think that question becomes, will the Warriors pay that much for Jordan Poole? Who would they pick? And then I think the other question would also be, is Jordan Poole going to be content coming off the bench – because that's really, I think, the money is the money. The money he's going to get. The question is, Jordan Poole wants to start. Jordan Poole wants to close games. It was pretty obvious that he was not able to do either of those in winning situations in this postseason, at least in the NBA Finals. Even though he was pretty good uh, in, in the minutes between the start and the finish, right? Um, but I think a young kid like him probably wants to do that. And I, I don't know if, the Warriors, if, if that's possible on the Warriors in the next two, three seasons. And I think that maybe that's the bigger issue rather than the warrior saying, we want to pay, should we pay this guy? Because I think they should, regardless, pay the guy. Well,
2: Um, how can they open
1: up a spot for him? I mean, it means one of Clay or Wiggins either goes or moves to the bench. Or moves to the bench, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, all of this points to the two timeline plan really only works if the older timeline is willing to sacrifice a little bit to the younger timeline. And by that, I mean, let's look at the Spurs. Part of the reason the Spurs were able to do, first off, the Spurs only had one young guy, and his name was Kawhi Leonard. Easier with one than three, four, which the Warriors are dealing with, right? Like, if the Warriors just had one young stud, they could move things around a little easier. Instead, they got four guys all fighting for, for minutes, right? And Poole's the first one who's really popped. He's the He's the guy who's... Um, he's ready right now. You know, like he, he's there. We'll see what Kuminga, Moody, and Wiseman do this year, but Poole is already there. Um, on top of it, the Spurs main guys, Manu Ginobili and Tim Duncan, willingly sacrificed. They took probably a little less than they could have got if they wanted to play hardball. Um, different cap climate. At that time, the cap was 50 million. So the numbers don't even matter. But the point is, they took less than they could have got. And they both been paid prior, so that's a that, that's their onus. The other part was they willingly were willing to play less minutes, and maybe part of that was the stage of their career they were in. Um, but like Manu was happy to come off the bench, and Duncan was fine going down to 25 minutes a game, and we have not seen that from Clay and Draymond yet because they're not at that stage of their career yet. There you go. That's the yeah. so that's that's what makes it a little trickier because in a perfect world. Maybe Clay goes off the bench. Maybe Clay and Draymond go more to the 26, 27 minutes per game model. And then, you know, a guy like Poole can start, a guy like Kuminga can play more. Um, and you know, Clay and Draymond take less money, and there's a little more to keep guys, and it, it all makes sense. The problem is when the Spurs did that stuff, Tim Duncan was 37, Clay's 32, you know. Um, Manu Ginobili was 35, Draymond's 32, so it's like it. I, as much exactly. as you want to get to the Spurs thing, the Warriors we just watched them win an NBA Finals with Clay and Draymond playing the actually, I'm putting up right now. Well, Clay, 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 Clay played play, 40 played, Clay minutes, played, yeah. <laughs> Clay little played little. the second most minutes per game, Draymond played the fourth most. They all right. played over 36 minutes per game in the finals. It's not like They've moved to that. It, they haven't moved to the 25-minute per-game phase of their career. And they should have. And that's the other thing. They should have. This is all, by the way, actually, I think this is all, the point I want to make here is this is actually a good problem until then we figure out that, hey, Jordan Poole is going to be gone because he's not starting. Like, yeah, to me, it's like, well, Clay's still in his prime. He, he's he's offseason training right now. He's going to be way better next year than last. Draymond presumably is healthy. And by the way, game six was Draymond's best defensive performance the entire, in the entire postseason. I forgot to mention that. Um, that was also also sure. offensive. Best offensive. Yeah, right. Hit, like hitting Hitching corner threes. Threes, Like, well, well, come on. Man. Whoa, what was that? Yeah, what was that? Right. So, so like, let's let's be very clear. Like, these this is not like, oh my God, the sky is falling. Like, as of right now, this team is going to be better. Uh, with those guys, those guys will be better next season. Jordan Paul twenty two. He's gonna be better. Like, who knows how good he's gonna be next season? Um, so I, I I'm with you. I, I think it just comes down to when it when it to it like it's the question is like who's going to sacrifice i think the only guy that's probably like truly truly the willing to sacrifice a little bit we know it's gonna be it's gonna be steph <laughs> like a dude came off the bench uh, but, but it's easy but it's easy to say that because 30 already got his big contract and he's about to make 55 a year for the next four <laughs> years so not to say he isn't worth every penny plus you know more sure. because he's the reason chase is sold out every night he's the reason warrior jersey i mean it's he, he's a superstar there's no number you can put on him that isn't re reclaimed in value to the warriors but like it is a little easier that he was fully taken care of well so, a- after there's he, that there's that aspect after he too. took the no actually he didn't take a discount he just kind of got it just kind of worked out that way um so that's the pool stuff the one guy we haven't talked about uh, in in the in the article is andrew wiggins your thoughts on kind of his because as you said as everyone is saying he was the second most consistent maybe even I think his highs aren't as high maybe as some of those guys you got you got game six clay you got Draymond putting on ridiculous performances but he did have that game five and every single game he was right there great defense pretty much no lows for Andrew Wiggins so you could say second most consistent player and uh he's a two-way wing uh, and there's and, not and a lot so of them in so what the happens NBA? to him? There's just not the, not in the NBA, <laughs> not in the entire world, right? There's there's just not a lot of them. Um and you see their value more in the playoffs than anything. Yep. You know, you can play them in many different ways. Um you see teams with small backcourts or a bunch of bigs have issues that you don't have when you have a bunch of wings. Um I'm interested to see how his plays out because unlike the other guys he had a really bad reputation before he came to the Warriors. And I know there are certain teams who still wonder, it's like, well, yeah, it's the Warriors. He comes to us, he's going to be Minnesota Wiggins. You know? So I don't know what he is going to demand contract-wise. And in some ways, I don't want to say they can hardball him, but if they can't get him to agree to an early extension number that they like, they might be better suited waiting till free agency that's, that's the one yep. yep because because the reality is he's going to be looking at offers from teams like Charlotte um teams like i don't know I don't know running, running like teams mid-tier to lower mid-tier teams who are desperate for a wing and the warriors can always be like we're willing to get this close to that number. Which one do you want to play for? You know? I, I, I think that's – you framed it perfectly. I think that's the question for Wiggins is I, I don't think there's going to be a contending team out there. Maybe it's a similar to Draymond a little bit that will say, whoa,
3: we're going to open up $35 million for Andrew Wiggins.
1: No, nah, it will probably be like you said, in Orlando or Charlotte. Maybe Orlando by then is going to be better than they are now. Is going to say, hey, Wiggins, come be – not the guy, right? But like, come be that number two. right? You're, you're going to have to create a lot more. And I think Andrew Like think the Higgins like the Jeremy that. Grant. Like the Jeremy right. Grant situation. Like does he want does he want that again? Does, does he, he want, want that? Yeah. Is he is because he's done it in Minnesota. And has not really <laughs> And it wasn't great. Right. And he's not good at it. He's not great at it. Um especially now that he's kind of tasted winning a championship. So we don't know how he feel. Nobody knows how any of these players feel. But it, to me, he feels like the guy most likely to say, if I'm getting offered 37 somewhere, I don't know what the numbers are, and, and the Warriors are offering me something close, whatever it is right now, I think yeah, maybe maybe he takes like, like 5% less to stay. You right. know, it's and like just be like-, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's the guy. But on, the, on the flip side, though, Sam, on the flip side, I also think that Andrew Higgins is probably the guy that the Warriors can – Try to replace the easiest because they have Moses Moody and Kaminga. I think with Paul, they don't have a ball handler. With Clay, he's, he's Clay. You don't have a shooter like that. With Draymond, you don't have the anchor defensively that can play like that. Change the game as a small ball five. With Andrew Wiggins, he's more of the standard. Oh, well, Kaminga's athletic. You know what I mean? Kaminga, he could be a great defender and and maybe make some threes. He could be Andrew Wiggins. I don't know. Moses Moody is super smart. He could be another two-way wing, right? Like So, theoretically, I think maybe he's the most replaceable. But again, I mean, again, Andrew Wiggins is 27 this postseason. And he took him that long to become this good. And uh, those other guys are going to be 22. 20, and, actually, 20. <laughs> so and he's very much in his prime, like you said. Yeah, like uh, the – the core guys were wondering how the next four or five years will go. Aging. The young guys. I mean, would it surprise anyone if it would it surprise anyone if it took them three years? You know, would it? Maybe. You know, you don't know the pace at which they're going to improve. Um, and meanwhile, he he's just in the middle of his prime.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all you need indeed.
1: Let's take it to the, let's take it to the goons, Andy. Goons time. Goons. Hey guys. Dylan, what's up, man? Not much. I hope I, my reception's good. I am driving. Um, just had a couple real quick things. Uh, first is on Draymond's contract. Do you think there's any chance that we do something creative with it? Like not maybe not the Haslam level, but like, you know, maybe a longer deal that is a little bit less per year to be cap friendly, but Draymond still gets that guaranteed hundred. Um, the other um, thing I wanted to ask is about Draymond like what other team in the NBA assuming the cap wasn't an issue he could just get there other than the Lakers would he actually fit with their star player because he and Steph have a unique relationship and I'm having trouble thinking of the other star
2: player that's going to be signing up for Draymond to come in and run the locker room for them so that's all I got y'all have a good one
1: appreciate it Dylan Uh, Portland's the obvious one he always loves to we, we've heard that one for years. He'll go play in Portland. Um, you know, Dame, Simons. It's it's a similar setup. I'm not saying they're anywhere as good as the Warriors guys, but it's a similar setup. That's really all I got. Like, the Clippers <laughs> would like him, but it's I, they, they're, they're, as, they're as into the tax as the Warriors. So yeah. all they can pay him.
2: Yeah. Um, dare I
1: say the Lakers? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't imagine Draymond's responses to if he ends up playing with LeBron. They'll give they'll give him the vet min, I'm sure. I the thing about Draymond too, I think is is that he would actually be a great guy for rebuilding teams because I think he'd just be a guy that's good as an influence for younger guys that are trying to make it into the NBA. Uh, but I don't think he's there at this at this rate of his career. He's still young enough where he should be playing. Um, I think that only works if it's a group of young guys who are like ascending on the verge, you know, like, I think it only works if it's, uh, and I'm trying to think of a good comp. Minnesota would be, a good yeah, yeah guy so, that's and, ascending. but they just, yeah. they just got Rudy. So they got Rudy <sighs> and cat. So, you know, they don't really have a spot for him. Maybe, maybe Memphis. Maybe. trade you know. Rudy for six first rounds, you know what I mean? Memphis. Yeah. Memphis, another guy, uh, another team that, that could Jerry Jackson. he could stay healthy, but yeah. And then, um, Though the one that just popped to mind that oh. would be a great fit. Oh, Atlanta. Denver. Atlanta. Oh, Denver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cover with Jokic. Obviously, guys like uh, Jamal Murray can shoot and play off ball a little bit. Like it, the fit makes sense there, but I don't think they have the money either. You know? No. So. No. I mean, Travis Schlank in Atlanta. That'd, that'd be one where maybe they'll, they're always creative in the trade market. Maybe Grant will figure something out right play play with uh another version of of steph even though he plays different but you know know, maybe that's another guy like but it's it's about the money right like how how can they make are they willing to spend three first round picks offloading contracts to get Draymond Green? i don't know maybe detroit go home maybe cade ascends to stardom and it makes sense i don't know that it's it's tough for him it's tough but we'll move forward let's get let's get omar up here omar what's up man
4: hey what's up guys um Couple quick points. So, I think one aspect that we haven't spoken about much is the kind of locker room vibe, um, potential implications. I think that's one thing that I worry about, specifically with respect to Draymond and Poole. Draymond, just because you know, like he can be great or he can be an asshole, like we saw in 1920 in the locker room. Um, but I'm sure he'll be playing for his money. And then Poole on the other side. Um, you know, coming off the bench again when he's a starter-quality player who showed really good stuff in the playoffs, and being tied with you know the second unit that I worry about the construction of a little bit that you know might not be the best platform for him to showcase himself. So that's one part. Um, curious to hear your thoughts on that. And then I have another question um, as well on like I think Poole and Wiggins are essential to keep, and Draymond as well. And very sadly, Clay's probably my favorite player. But I mean, doesn't it seem like this gears up to maybe salary dumping him if he has a good year um, as an expiring, and that's how you make everything work?
1: Um, what do you What are your thoughts on that? No chance. Not not a chance in hell. Uh, it, it just no way, Steph. I'm. Not when, you're, is not when you're contention this and he just yeah. showed he can be a valuable playoff player maybe maybe they would do that if there were a 500 team like 2020 21 where you're just like you know that sort of thing but like i i just don't think you can even i just don't think you can even think about that stuff as long as you have a legitimate shot to compete yeah locker room question was interesting i want to take that one um it was pretty obvious last season, middle of the season, that Jordan Poole is not happy with with Clay coming back and him having to take a bench. I think that was pretty obvious. And uh, the Warriors were losing games. I don't think because of that. Uh, I think they were just losing games because guys were hurt and they struggled. Uh, but I think that's going to be an issue this season, which is why I think people were saying, oh, uh, you don't technically have to pay people to after the season. Why not worry about it then? Well, because we just saw these things are going to be a problem with human beings. And I'm sure if... If Draymond wants to make some out of it, if Poole wants to make some it, they can. Now, this is why this is why Steph is Steph, right? Like these things generally don't happen. If you have Steph Curry, it only happens if you've got a diva like KD on the team, which is what we saw in 2019. But we just don't know these guys, so I I would say Sam Walker is probably it could be an issue. I would say if if certain guys aren't signed, I'm gonna say too early to tell. But um, they're hyper competitive, and if they feel like they're competing for a contract, we've seen this dance in the nba over the years yep. it can go many different ways and one of them is a very uncomfortable locker room. yep uh but but it's too early I'm, I'm not willing to i'm not willing to go there yet let's see how the whole thing plays out oh no. Yep. tommy what's up man hey what's
4: up guys uh this actually kind of overlaps with the question you just answered but i was going to say i feel like it's kind of an interesting dichotomy with pool because you can definitely see that he's someone who wants to start and sees himself on a superstar trajectory. But you can also hear in a lot of his interviews that he's someone who really values winning. And just like even talking about how much he learns from the way Steph trains and like, you know, he said on a point forward, like, I just copy what they do. Why would I not follow a winning formula? And I kind of wonder how that plays out with him. And I'm kind of curious, although Andy just spoke to this, but, you know, I feel like you guys hear more from people around the team like, does that value on winning make him more patient to let the two timelines develop for himself? So that's kind of what I wonder with him.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting question. I'll, I'll put it this way. I thought he handled being moved to the bench as well as anyone possibly could have. They were in first place when Clay came back, and he was asked to move to the bench. Young player playing well, being asked to move to the bench on a first-place team the natural inclination is to be like, but we're winning. Why do I have to come off the bench? And I, there were, there were some rocky roads there. There was that, that was that stretch in February uh, where it was very clear that they were like not content with the way things yeah, were
3: going. Paul was throwing a fit on the court. He wasn't trying. Remember? And, and
1: yeah. kind of, again, like can't really blame him, but he, the dude wasn't aggressive coming off the bench. Cause he was like, what the fuck am I doing off the bench? We're 18 yeah, but, I mean, with if you, me starting. If you take a step back, end of the day, that was like five to five to seven games. Sure. You know, not, like sure. all things right. considered, <laughs> I think it went as well as it could have gone. You know, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I think in the playoffs he was perfect. Like he he handled the benchings in the playoffs right. well. He never right. complained. He did his job. He had games where he was the best offensive player for stretches. He also had games where he was terrible, and Steve was like, we, we got to win this game, well, so you're playing 20 minutes. And he, he went with it because he understood, you know, playoffs. Playoffs are about winning. It's not about, you know, like me. Type of well, stuff. I would argue he went with it because Steph came off the bench for five games, four games. Like, I argue that was why he went with it. And Steph came out, and, and I think we can now all say, Steph came off the bench, and then when he said to the media, he was like, hey, we got to do what we got to do to win, and that was at pool. That was at nobody else. You said, hey, I'm the best player on this team. I'm a top three player in the NBA. I'm coming off the bench for you. And if I can do this, you can come off the bench. And I'm pretty sure that's why Steph did it. And, and from there, I was fine. And I think all of this stuff, like the locker room stuff, is always going to be – if Steph is going to be in there, it's probably going to be fine, right? But the moment, maybe Steph, maybe Steph doesn't show up to L.A. for a weekend. Remember that? Maybe he doesn't show up to L.A and also you got Draymond and KD doing a pissing match together, but as long as Steph is there, I think they'll be alright. But uh, and The other thing, too, I think with the pool stuff is like, I can't even blame him. Like, can you even no. blame him? Like, yeah. Like, no, is he's so good. If you're Jordan Poole, in your mind, you think the only difference between you and Donovan Mitchell is opportunity. And, <laughs> so, good. And right That's now, so good. And right now, and right now you Utah is asking for a thousand picks for Donovan Mitchell. Now I'm not saying he's as good as that, but like he's closer to Donovan Mitchell than Donovan Mitchell is to staff. You know what oh, I'm saying? My. So, I mean, he's, he's, he can average over 20 in this league. He can yes, make sir. an all-star team in this league. He has, and you don't get to that level without being insanely competitive. Up. i'm not gonna fault him for wanting to prove yep. it you know we we saw we've seen this over the years you saw an okc with like harden coming off the bench um you've seen it a lot like it's just it's the nature of it, it it's the it's the catch-22 of developing really good players while having a core <laughs> you know yeah, yeah dude. I, it's it's there's a reason most teams who win titles are veteran because veterans are generally okay accepting their role and coming off the bench. Young players, they're they're motivated to prove how good they can be. So yeah, yeah. it is what it is. I mean, it's I think he's handled well, but it'll be curious to see how it plays out. Yeah, All right, let's yeah. keep moving. Josh, what's up, man? Take yourself off mute.
3: Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's going on, bro? Hey, so want to get your thoughts on this? Um, so a question: If we go back to back next year. Or when we go back to back next year. Um, That's right. When. Better yeah, better framing. Sorry. 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 Sorry, i catch myself. Forgot we have still have Steph. So yeah. Absolutely. Um, do you think that lowers Draymond's leverage a little bit and makes ownership more willing to kind of accelerate the younger path of the timeline, considering that would be back to back championships and a three peat as Everyone has said from Steve Kerr to everyone that was a part of um, the first run in the KD era, um, three-peats are extremely difficult to come by. So do you think it when we go back-to-back that Draymond's leverage might even be less? And would that be incentivizing him even more to get that locked in this summer?
1: Um, I feel like if the Warriors are lucky enough to go back-to-back, like health breaks right and everything happens – I think the pressure's on Lacob. I think if Lacob's the guy who lets a core guy walk off a back-to-back championship because he wants to see a 21-year-old play, I think, uh, I I know he's like a made man in the Bay area and like, you know what, when you run an organization as well as the Warriors have been over the last decade, that's what comes. I think the tide will turn on him very quick. uh, (laughs) If he makes a move like that and he's not absolutely 100% right. So, I don't know. I don't don't think so. I mean, there's a million ways it could play out. What if they win a title and Draymond's literally not playing in the finals? Well, yes, then people won't be so mad if he gets gone. But I just have a very hard time imagining that happening. Everyone keeps bringing up that he was benched in game four for six minutes in the fourth quarter. And the reason they bring it up is because it's so shocking that something like that happened because he's always a mainstay in those moments. He was a mainstay in those moments the entire playoffs other than that. So... It's just kind of one of those things where it's like if if the Warriors are able to go back to back, I would expect every player who was vital to going back to back to be back. I, I also don't think the Warriors are going back to back with Draymond not playing. I just I, this just not possible. I, who Looney's right? Looney's right. Gonna just re age and become the guy who can play forty minutes a game. You know, that was, hey,
0: that's that's the only way. Does Kaminga take three steps forward? I. I
1: I don't think does so. Wiseman, don't does, Wiseman, does Wiseman skip steps? You know, he missed year two. Does he just all of a sudden become the player everyone thinks he's going to be in year five and year three? Right, and, right. I mean, these are these are less likely scenarios to happen than you know Draymond being contributing. So you there you go. All right, Kyle, let's give you another shot, man. Thanks, appreciate it. Sorry about that. No worries. You know, so picking
4: up on the last thread, you know, I'm still a little bit in victory lap mode. And I just want to remind you guys that the first time that this trio won a title and they felt like they had something to prove, they went on that ridiculous record-breaking start to the season and wound up winning 73 games. So I think this is going to be a victory lap season. And I want to know if you guys think Steph Curry is going to win MVP this year. I definitely think he is. Uh, Mm. And then if the Warriors are you
1: know, a 1 or a 2 seed, which I anticipate – you know, they'll probably face either the Wolves or maybe the Grizzlies. And I want to know if you guys think that either of those teams
4: might match up better against the Warriors this year than they did last year, especially with Gobert in
1: the mix. Thanks.
4: Wow. Love like you we're guys. Doing a
1: season preview. I Gosh. love
4: that. I,
1: that que- I love that question. Um, yeah. Do you think Steph will win MVP this year? Uh, no, because he's old, and the MVPs don't go to old guys. And Steph is only going to play like 60 games, right? Uh, so it's not his fault, right? It's just it's. I'd just, rather. I, yeah, I, just, I would be shocked if Steph plays 78 he, games and tracks really hard. It's probably a bad thing. I, I kept saying Sam last season that if Steph is going to play 75 plus games, I would not be happy. It just it's not good for him. He needs the rest. He needs a month off, which he got, unfortunately, but I think it worked out. Yeah, it worked out, but it was kind of scary the way it happened because usually those injuries are tricky. But, yes, I agree with you. I'd rather Steph play 60 games and look as fresh as he did in the playoffs than play 70 games, which I think is basically the bare minimum to win MVP. You have to play 70-plus games in most seasons to win an MVP. Uh, I would rather he play about 60-ish games and and be fresh in the playoffs playing 40-plus minutes. So. Yep. I'm gonna, and I think he is too. And actually, the thing that really works the Warriors' favor is this is the first time they've ever had a backup who can run kind of a decent Steph impression, so they can they can run the offense through Jordan Poole for games. Like they don't need Steph for a month. to beat Orlando. Yeah, month. Well, although they did lose to Orlando last year without Steph. But anyway, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they they should be able to generate wins against lower tier nba teams with jordan Poole starting so they should be able to pace steph really well um but you know all that all that's to say is i think he can play like an mvp when he plays because he is is, you know (laughs) he does that every season um so what i think what What about the second question i I think that's a fascinating one because i think the western conference is going to be better next season i think you know praying that jaron jackson's going to be back healthy by december january whatever um, that's a tougher matchup than Minnesota. I think Minnesota's gonna be good. Um I think I think Memphis is gonna be tougher, probably because of that. I don't know. I think Minnesota's gonna be a good matchup for other teams, but I don't know how tough they're gonna be for the Warriors. For me Warriors. Uh, for me, the Minnesota question is I think Ant Ant Man's a star. Another leap. Is this is this gonna be the year he takes the leap to like superstar or is it another year out? Because if he takes oh, the oh. leap if he takes a leap this year, um Ant Man plus like seven seven footers with all the wingspan in the world is going to be a problem for the warriors and it also anyway. what t- what type of leap is is it like a t- top three mvp leap or is it like a devin booker like
3: yeah i mean there's he's an all yeah pro- he's an
1: all-star like yeah you're right. right is he an all-star or is he like no this guy's is it the john Morant leap where you're like no, right superstar oh, like yeah exact so it's like i oh, know uh either way um I, I i like that one but dude i mean you talk about the clippers and denver i mean those are two themes i think are way more interesting Yeah, I I think, I I think Minnesota, I kind of like them as a dark horse in the West, but like push come to shove. I still think the healthy Clippers are the scariest team for the Warriors. I also just don't know if they'll ever be healthy. So like, it's one of those things where it's like, we say it every year. Oh, Paul George, Kawhi, you know, and then they got all those extra wings, Terrence Mann, and you know, and, and whatnot. And it, that's a playoff team that is a playoff team the problem is they're never healthy in the playoffs so Sean <laughs> wall who hasn't played in eight years like, yeah it's yeah. it's one of those like I'm, I'm i'm intrigued by them and i see the upside but like i was all in on the clippers being the team in the west for a couple of years and at this point it's like i kind of need to see you get to the playoffs with all these guys healthy functioning before i'm buying it but i guess that's still the team i'm most like ah, that'd be a tough matchup you know you, you know who you know who's winning mvp though you do know I think it's pretty easy next year. Three feet? No. Um it's no. Luca. It's Luca. Yeah, it's Luca. Yeah. It's I Luca. could see I could see Ant Man taking yeah. the uh Derrick Rose type leap where he's the face of this Wolves team that goes from the play to like the two seed, um, potentially, but I kind of agree with you. I think it's Lucas. If Lucas starts the season in shape, he's gonna have <laughs> the numbers, he's gonna drag the team to a top three right. record. And right. let's be real no one else on that team's really all that cool so so it's like it's gonna be one he's gonna it's gonna start being the he's carrying a bunch of bums which is unfair like they have some good defenders they just don't have much creation outside of christian team. wood javel mcgee tim hardaway jr dorian finney smith just a lot of guys that don't do anything but play finish so it's the Luca show Um uh, yeah he's, he's gonna win the mvp i thought of Luca because you mentioned the clippers and and I always I always think about how fraudulent they are because of how Luca brought those, brought Kawhi and Paul George to a game seven. I always think that's hilarious. But um, anyway, we'll keep it moving. We'll get to Luke in Australia, who I know will not disappoint me with a bad connection.
2: <laughs> I'm, he- I'm heading to work, mate. You guys got happier. I'm heading to work. How are you going? You good?
1: <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> time zones uh, are funny, apolog- aren't
2: they? That's right. <laughs> are you, have you apologized yet, Andy? What did I do this time? Have you what, apologized did I, what did yet? I do this time? Uh, did you do what I said? Did you apologize to Kevin yet? What are you doing? <laughs> I just shot him like, over can a text. Ta- didn't
1: respond. He didn't respond. He left me on. Oh, breath.
2: for fuck's sake! Um, yeah, I just want to say, if Joey Lake is going to go on Andre's podcast and talk about how he's broke and can't spend the money, at least he could do us a favor and go on Lightyear's green room and complain about how the NBA fucking him up. I mean, Jesus. You know what? <laughs> if Pete, if if, if, if we're going to keep talking about who's going to go and who's going to get cut and that, you know what? Joey should do. He should ring up Adam Silver and go you know what? If I'm going to keep paying all this money, you know, I am going to trade for Durant and you guys are going to give me every national fucking TV game possibly in the world when we need three next three in a row. Because as I understand it, it's actually better, like cheaper if he actually offloads all these dudes and just gets Kevin anyway. So what are we, what are we fucking doing here? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? First so- off,
1: first off, if he's going to do that, he has to also tell Adam, we've had enough of Van Gundy. We've had enough of Mark Jackson fits doing all the national TV games.
2: Oh, 100%. Oh, my all this, God. national yeah. <laughs> oh TV 100%, fits. 100%, 100%. All this subliminal messaging through MT, who's a great writer, and that and, you know he's great with us. But if they're going to start talking about, oh, the, the kids didn't help us in the playoffs, guess what, Steph? Pick up the fucking phone, call Kevin and go, let's make this work, get it done, and let's win, let's win the next – get the six titles and go get fucked everyone else. Anyway, I got to head to work, boys, so take it easy. <laughs> oh, Have a good man. one, Luke.
1: Well, to Luke's me. to Luke's point, um, okay. If you assume Jordan Poole's gonna get 27, and you assume Wiggins is gonna stay around the number he is, which is 33, that's 60 right there. You throw in Wiseman, that's 70. K- KD's only making 45, so if you trade in the three of them and get KD, you are actually saving money. So it's like it's the it's the funniest thing, but that's just kind of the way it works. Max contracts make it so one guy can only make so much money. So if you have a bunch of dudes who are like 80% of the way to the max, you actually end up spending more. So I have no comment. I <laughs> have no comment. We'll, we'll put out a video on YouTube. Kevin, come on. <laughs> Zach, what's up, man?
4: Yo, guys. How you doing this hot, hot summer day? Um, I was curious what your thoughts are in general about the trade-off between playing for a contract year or the turmoil in the locker room? Um, Like, what do you think is more real? And which of the four who
1: are up for an extension would you like to see play for a contract the most? You say the last part one more time, you cut out on me, Zach.
4: Oh, which of the the four uh, guys up for an extension would you like to see play for the contract, uh, their next contract the most? this year?
1: Ooh, so who do I think is going to, it's going to bring the best out of them? Um, I think it's gotta be Jordan Poole, Honestly, that's why I think Wiggins is the type of guy who it might get in his head a little bit, you know, Draymond. I think he's just going to kind of make it difficult for everyone. If you feel it, if, if it bothers Draymond, he's going to make everything, everything uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Um, and including, for you and me watching the games, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's so it, Draymond's me, just purposely chucking shit into the second row on these. Backs for me, it. anyway, for me it's process of elimination. Pool, <laughs> pool, pool might be the kind of guy who's like, "Oh, you don't want to pay me? Watch what I can do," you know. Um, <laughs> I actually, if, if this guy is not up for an extension, but my honest answer would be Clay, because uh, I don't think it'll affect him. If anything, I think he's the kind of guy who's like. What? I'll show them how much I'm worth. You know, like I yeah, think he's yeah. absolutely cut that way. So Clay would be my number one answer, but since he's not one of the three, um, I go. For it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm with you. I also think Wiggins is kind of maxed out on who he is. I think Draymond is maxed out on who he is. If he's gonna go all out again, he's gonna get hurt. I just don't think it's smart. We saw how good he was in the beginning of the last season. Um, the guy who's still going to improve. I think the the one guy out of these four that's got the another leap in him, maybe two. It's Jordan Pool. I mean, it's not even a question. That's the guy that can still get there uh, out of these four guys. So, yeah. All right, I think we should end it there. Hour. Appreciate everyone. We'll be back next week. We'll be doing these probably once a week in the off season, and then you know when the season starts. Guys, appreciate everyone. Subscribe, rate.